Welcome to Get Spiritually Fit with Evangelist Michaela Fate. In this show, I am going to help you to build strong spiritual muscles. We are going to get real and talk about real life situations that we go through, but how to not only go through, how to grow through. It's time to get spiritually, to get spiritually, to get spiritually, to get spiritually. Welcome, everyone. Welcome to Get Spiritually Fit with Evangelist Michaela Fate. This is episode 10, and we are going to be talking about getting ready for the after this. Amen and hallelujah. Mm-hmm. And people of God, I need you to be stirred up um, for this show today because I am so, 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 so excited about my guest today. And I'm so excited to be back with you on Get Spiritually Fit. It's been quite some time. So prayerfully, you all have been well, blessed, healthy, and safe. Um, Jesus Christ is still in full control. And so we have every reason to let our faith rise and let fear flee from us. Amen. To fear not. And so my next guest on today's show, oh my goodness, I'm just so excited about him, um, is such a humble and anointed and kind man of God, uh, has been an ordained pastor for 20 years, doesn't seem like it's been 20 years because he looks so young, praise God for that, Um, uh, but he's been an ordained pastor for 20 years, is the senior pastor at Sanctuary Church Columbus in Columbus, Ohio, and um, also the pastor of my father and a good family friend of ours. So ladies and gentlemen, help me welcome Pastor Rich Johnson to the show. Hello, everybody. Get spiritually fit community. Good to be with y'all. <laughs> Amen. Pastor Rich, welcome to the show. I'm so excited about this show. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you, Evangelist Michaela. I'm glad to be with you and just uh, uh, amazed by all of the good work that God's been doing through you, uh, whether it's through this podcast or the book uh, that you wrote and released, um, sharing your gift to the world. So thank you. Oh, thank you so much, Pastor Rich. That just blesses my heart. Thank you so much for supporting my book, for supporting my ministry, and just for being an awesome man of God. I mean, listen, Pastor Rich, and I want to say this about the body of Christ, because we have not slowed down. Listen, we have been getting rest. We have been prayerfully getting rest and, and having our peace and our joy because that is the fruit of the spirit that we that is indwelt within us. But I tell you what, Pastor Rich, yourself, my ministry, all the other ministries out there, I want to thank you because um we are we are heroes, all of us. We are heroes in the eyes of God. Mm-hmm. And um we are serving the kingdom. And I want to thank you because you've still been giving, you know, you've still been giving, you've still been helping the community. You guys have still been available for prayer, for whatever the needs are in the community to help people. And I tell you what, 
I can't thank you enough. The community in Columbus, Ohio can't thank you enough. Um, and beyond that, even the people online can't thank you enough, can't thank all the ministries out there that are serving the kingdom of God and serving other people. That's what it's all about. It's all about loving God with all your heart, your mind, your soul, your strength, and loving your neighbor as yourself. There are no greater commandments than these, Jesus says in the gospel. So I want to thank you for serving your community and for doing it in, in, this, in this dark and unprecedented time. Thank you so much, Pastor Rich, because listen, Pastor Rich has been busy <laughs> and even getting this interview in is just such a precious gift um, for you to take this time. So I wanna, I sincerely just wanna thank you with everything going on. Thank you so much for all that you're doing for the community and for all that you're doing for the kingdom. Yeah, thank you. And you mentioned so well that uh, ministers, pastors, um, evangelists uh, are working harder than they were working perhaps before COVID-19. Uh, and that is due to the fact that we're called to be servants. Um, Jesus told us that the greatest among us will be a servant. And that servant leadership is the way of the kingdom. And so uh, if we're in this to be served, then we're in it for the wrong reasons. <laughs> um, and the fruit of that labor will, will reveal itself at a much later time. And so we're called to be servant leaders, producing the fruit of the spirit in ourselves, as well as encouraging that fruit development in others. So yeah, we're working harder. Um, we're, we're working faster, <laughs> making decisions on the fly. Uh, seems like every day there's a new decision that needs to be made. Uh, but we trust that God is with us in the midst of all of this and that God is going to get us through it. Absolutely. Hallelujah. And amen. You're already getting me stirred up. So let's go ahead and uh, start this show as we always do. Holy Spirit, take over. This is holy ground. So let's go ahead and start this show in prayer. Yeah. Heavenly Father, we worship you in the spirit and in truth, oh God. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Hallelujah. And Father God, I'm asking that you will saturate us, oh God, and anoint us to breathe out a word of new life, oh God, to dead, dry things, dead, dry bones that are out there, oh God. Worry, fear, stress, anxiety, pressure, depression, uh, all, all of the above, everything that's going on, chaos, fear, anarchy, everything that's going on in the world, we stand against it with the spirit of the living God. And we speak to those winds and those waves and the, the dust that the enemy kicks up to distract us and to distort your image and to, to cause us to not see your glory, oh God. And we speak to that storm and we tell it, peace be still right now in the name of Jesus. I'm speaking to that person right now who's living in fear. I'm speaking to that person right now who hates their surroundings and wants to get out of their house because the people in their house may be driving them crazy or they may be filled with depression right now in this isolated time, oh God. And I tell their mind and I speak to their soul, peace be still. And I just ask that you will come in King of glory and fall 
on us, oh God, and fall on everyone listening to this show, oh God, that they will hear a new, a word of revelation into their situation that will shift them into a heavenly perspective. And I'm asking that you will anoint eyes and ears to hear the word of the spirit and to receive it with joy and gladness. And Father God, only you can heal the hurting. And so I'm asking, oh God, that by your stripes that you would heal the hurting in this time, oh God, and that you will just help everyone to just sow seeds of righteousness that will sprout forth a, a harvest in due season, oh God, and let us not grow weary and well-doing, oh God, but that this show would be a refreshing and enlightening and encouraging to all who listen and hear, oh God, in the mighty precious name of the only living God, King Jesus, I pray, amen. Amen. All right, so let's go ahead and get started. Now, I kind of got swept away in the spirit. I was like, prophesy, go on, uh, Lord, do it, Jesus. Yeah. But you know what? Every time I get an opportunity to speak, I want it to be God. I want, I want people to, you know, you can type up a post and this is just a side note. You can type up a post. You can, uh, you can, you can send an email. It can be anointed because of the anointing that's on your life. We, sure. we can break yokes in, in, in uh, texts and emails and, and, and Facebook posts. We can break the yokes through the anointing. And so I want to encourage somebody right there that, uh, you know, just go ahead and let God use you in whatever lane he's using you because in getting prepared for the after this, we want to be used more than ever. We want God to completely just take us over. We want to decrease as he increases in us. And that is what I see. That is what I see God doing in this, in this next season for the church. And yeah. so um, I want to give you a chance to talk about your um, ministerial experience, Pastor Rich, because Pastor Rich has been an ordained pastor for 20 years. Pastor Rich, give me some background on your um, ministry experience. How did you get started? How old were you? Yeah, my story really begins with my father. Um, my mother and father were married right out of uh, college. Uh, they both uh, grew up in West Virginia, went to colleges in West Virginia. And after they got married, they moved to Toledo, Ohio, uh, where I was born. Um, I was born in Toledo, Ohio. I don't tell a lot of people that, but now it's out there and in the open. I can acknowledge it. Uh, but early on in my parents' marriage, uh, my dad had a lot of issues. Um, uh, he was unfaithful. Uh, he was into drugs and somehow managed to still hold down a very good job. Uh, nevertheless, my mom and I um, left him in uh, Toledo, Ohio, and relocated to Alexandria, Virginia. So my mom basically just had enough and said, we're done. And for two years, uh, she tried to get a divorce um, in Virginia at the time. This is in the, the late 70s. Um, you had to be separated legally for a year before you could file for a divorce. Um, and then you had to be separated for a year uh, before that divorce was granted. So it, it was all these stipulations. In the midst of that two-year time, uh, my mom really pursuing uh, complete freedom from my father, my dad got radically saved. And uh, life turned around 180. He would say as hard as he was going for God, uh, for the devil out there, he was going for God now. And uh, when he came home, uh, my parents were able to reconcile. 
they got back together and he instituted family devotions at home and we were in church whenever the church doors were open. If they were open for two services on Sunday, we were there. If it was choir practice on Saturday, we were there. <laughs> I got drugged early on. I got drugged to one service to the next. <laughs> um, and my father became uh, a pastor. Uh, so he, uh, he became a pastor of his own congregation and, and people would say, man, Rich, you're gonna be just like your daddy. And I said, nah, I ain't about that life. I have seen it, <laughs> I've been too close to it. I don't want no parts of it at all. Uh, so I have my own rebellious years. Uh, my high school years would be considered my, my major rebellion uh, time, uh, rebelling from God, rebelling from family, uh, rebelling from anything that looked like a calling to, uh, to ministry. Uh, but my freshman year, God really got a hold of me. Um, and I surrendered my freshman year of college in 1994 uh, to be completely sold out for God. And then a year later in 95, uh, acknowledged my call to ministry. And then um, I was ordained in the uh, Baptist church in 2000. And that's where uh, ministry really started to take shape for me. Wow. What a story. Yeah. Um, you know what? Everybody has a story. I, I, you know, I love how transparent you are. And I want to, I want to say this because we're getting prepared for the after this. And that's something that I see um, God doing in the church after this. Um, I'm a very transparent person. I'm a very transparent preacher. I just believe that people are able to connect when we're able to be real. Um, when we're, when we're able to connect through testimony, there's so much connecting through testimony, um, that you can say, okay, that person made it. I can make it too. That person went through that, that person, you know, their father was, you know, a drug addict or, or an alcoholic or whatever the case may be, but God. And so what a, what a powerful testimony of how God he took, he, he turned it all around as he yeah. always does. He turned it all around to work for your good. Now I want to talk to you about this. Of course, we're in this unprecedented time, Pastor Rich, as you know, with the coronavirus, COVID-19, everybody's been affected by it in some way. If it's not directly to you, it's, it's people that you know, or that you may know of that are hurting and just that you can empathize with all over the world. How has this virus affected you personally and your family? Oh, well, as you were talking earlier, um, clergy are working harder now than they were before this. And so I'm working harder now. I got Zoom calls that I'm doing all day. Um, and due to the nature of uh, parents, not only some of them working from home, but all parents now having to deal with children who are schooling from home is an increased responsibility on, on their time and their energy and their effort. Um, and so my wife and I have four children, um, 15 down to 10. And uh, so that's three different age groups uh, that we're really focusing on, high school, middle school, and elementary. And uh, we gotta be there for our children. Uh, we thankfully love our kids and we like them. So uh, it hasn't been stressful 
in that regards, we enjoy being around each other. But going into now week eight, as of this, you know, recording, man, um, everybody needs their own time. And so fighting to get alone time or solitude, I think is really critical during, during this space and time. Um, the stay at home or stay in place or shelter in place, whatever they're calling it in your part of the country, um, is, is almost like being put on time out. <laughs> uh, there is a spiritual time out that God's, you know, putting the world on right now and saying, slow down, slow your pace down, slow your roll down and get time with me. We're removed from a lot of distractions in one regards and in another regards, the distractions have increased. We're on the computer more than ever before. Uh, perhaps people who didn't have the temptation of, of getting into uh, or pornography now find themselves attacked you know, by this. Um, and so being on the TV or on the computer right now has introduced some struggles into people's life that maybe weren't there before or they thought that they were over. And so it's bringing to the surface the things that we thought we were through we thought we'd been done with, uh, but the flesh rises up and says, you ain't done with this yet. We got to do some more work on this. Wow. That is so, 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 so true. Um, I've been encouraging people on my Sunday service that I did. Um, I've been encouraging people, the body of Christ, to be big on guard. This is a very tempting time for the enemy um, to be on guard. I mean, you think about it, eating all you can eat, drinking all you can drink, watching all you can watch. I right, mean, right. it gives you, it's just a, it's, it's a time that can be, does not have to be, but it can be a very tempting time. So right. you hit the nail on the head. We, we do, we have to be on guard and uh, be vigilant. And like, right. I like to say, we need to pray attention. We need to pray attention. Um, your family has been directly affected by COVID-19. And I want you to talk about that for a moment because there are some people out there and some people that are going to be listening and watching this show that their family has been affected by COVID-19. Can you talk about how you've been directly affected? Yeah, my, uh, my mom's uh, best friend um, actually from college uh, recently passed away from COVID-19. Um, African-American female started to have some symptoms, but didn't think that they were related to COVID-19. And so um, she took her time before going into the hospital um, and due to the age and some health pre-existing health conditions, um, the COVID-19 just rapidly uh, increased in, in its difficulties and complications in her life. And so she passed away um, from COVID-19. Um, there were limitations on the number of people that could you know, do the, go to the viewing and um, actually go to the, uh, the funeral, uh, and so that was that was quite stressful. That was majorly stressful. Um, and then I had a, a cousin um, who committed suicide uh, during during this time, unrelated to COVID nineteen, uh, but the stress and the pressures of of not being uh, connected with others and being isolated were totally and deeply affecting um, of his mental stability. And so we weren't able to go to the funeral to, to be there for 
um, this family member. And then we just recently found out uh, another cousin of mine who is a flight attendant um, is uh, contracted positively with uh, COVID-19 and he's from New York City, uh, kind of like an epicenter of where things are really spreading rapidly around the country and from that city. So yeah, our family's affected by it. Um, you know, we get on Zoom calls and text message threads and Facebook threads trying to encourage one another um, and stay encouraged through this time and through this process and be reminded and be reminded that our relationship with God is the one thing that matters more than anything. Yes. That during this time, so many things are being shifted with regards to what matters and what's the right, proper place and perspective for certain things in life, money, relationships, jobs, again, how we entertain ourselves. In Christ, our relationship with Christ, if it was down on the priority list, by this time, it should have moved up a couple of notches if it's Come not on. already at the, at the very top. Come on and Christ wants to be at the top. He wants to be the main thing. He wants to be at the center. If it's not at the top, if you think about it in terms of concentric circles, he doesn't want to be on the outside. He wants to be at the center. And so I think the season um, ought to be reminding us that Christ needs to be put back in his proper place in our own lives systematically certainly you know around the whole world and in our nation but it begins in the heart of the everyday person come on now pastor rich you better preach amen, amen. um you know what you're so right in our condolences and sincerest prayers for your family pastor rich because i mean it's so sad it's just so terrible and it's such a nasty vicious disease um and um you know, so we are definitely praying for you all in this time. And you said you something so, so good in our previous conversation, Pastor Rich. You said, I wrote it down. You said, we have been so concerned and so scared um, of being exposed to the coronavirus. But really what's happened is the coronavirus has exposed us. Yeah. That's yeah. so good. Talk about that. Yeah, we're trying our, our best to not contract this virus. We're wearing masks, we're, we're staying six feet apart, you know, from one another and, and, and everything. Uh, but in reality, what's happening is the virus is exposing us. It's exposing the idols in our hearts. It's exposing the priorities that are out of order. Um, it's exposing the relationships that um, were fragile. Um, it could also be exposing the good things, how strong your relationship is, uh, that you do have things in a proper order. Um, but for many of us, if we're not taking an inventory right now on where we're at on either of those two things, we're really missing out on this opportunity. Um, I, you know, it, I, I discovered uh, that during this season, uh, it's exposed my addiction to work. Like I'm addicted to work. I, I love to work. I like to be productive. I don't like to be lazy. Um, but during this season, oh man, I could I can go. I can I can put in a 12, 14 hour day. But the, the question is, why? Why am I doing that? What is my real motivation for that? And so it's not only exposing this addiction to work or workaholism, it's exposed this fear of displeasing people. And my, my appropriate motivation ought to be for Christ and for Christ alone. 
If I got people pleasing issues, they're going to show up in my work. They're going to show up in my relationship with those who are closest to me, where I'm making decisions to please them and not being attentive to my own needs and certainly what is pleasing to the Lord. And so while we are working so hard <laughs> to not be exposed to COVID-19, COVID-19 is exposing us. And for good, God's allowing these things to happen for good. I thank God for this time of exposing that workaholism I thought I was done with or the fear of disappointing others that I thought I was done with, where the Lord says, no, we, we're going to take this down a little deeper. Let's drill down a little further so that we can get at the root of this thing. You've been cutting it off at the top. You know, you know how you got those weeds showing up around about this time of year and you just cut them like you cut grass, that weed's going to come back within a day. Within 24 hours, that weed's going to pop right back up. You got to dig that thing out and you got to pour some solution down in there that's going to kill it at the root system. That's the kind of work that we got to be doing here during this season. That's so good. So good. I'm just taking notes. Listen, you got to drill through some God is drilling through some things. And what I love that you said is because it is absolutely is exposing. It's exposing good and bad, like you said. Mm -hmm. There may be some good things that God exposes, but there also may be some problem areas. There may be some marital discord that you can kind of hide under the rug. If you're, right. if you're, if your spouse and you are always busy, it's very easy to kind of interact, you know, on, on the go. You know, you're just kind of used to, you don't really have to deal with things. But when you get shut in, now you got to deal with some things that you, you can't run from, you can't hide from anymore. Even the children. I mean, we have to think about it. And people of God, as you're listening, I want you to be thinking about this because it's a completely what Pastor Rich and I are saying. It's a completely another, pers it's another perspective to have. What is God exposing to you? If he's exposing it to you, then he wants to bring you through it. He wants to deliver you. He wants to heal you. He wants to, to help you. But we can't deal with things that we don't want to recognize, that we don't want to see as a problem, that we don't want to, um, frankly, have exposed. There are a lot of people, and I want to talk about this, living in secret and silent pain and you've been living in secret and silent pain for many many years and i'm encouraging somebody to let god heal you in this season don't try to go into next season still hiding things under the rug still not dealing with issues with your in your marriage dealing with issues in your mind and your emotions dealing with issues with your children letting netflix raise your children or only putting the responsibility on the teacher to raise your children. We are responsible for these things and God has put resources around us to help us, but we also have to help ourselves. And these are some conversations that we get uncomfortable with sometimes, we don't wanna talk about, um, we want them to just go away, or we start um, living in this false reality that we create and we start telling ourselves it's everything's fine everything's good but we want to get you prepared for the after this and getting prepared for the after this i want you pastor rich wants you to be healed because when you are healed after this 
you can walk in your destiny without any restrictions. To me, Pastor Rich, I like to think of it as like a dam. If a dam is there, then nothing can get through. It hinders what is coming. The water cannot flow through where there's a dam. It's going to stop right there. But when we don't have anything in our way, then the Holy Spirit can flow through us. The Holy Spirit can use us in full capacity. And I believe that that is what God wants to happen because he has obviously allowed this time to get us shut in. And if God allowed it, it is for a greater reason. So I love what you said. The coronavirus absolutely is exposing us, good and bad, but whatever good it's exposing, praise God, continue to, you know, nurture that good and grow in that good and be even stronger. And the bad that it's exposing, embrace it, accept it, receive it, and be healed because our God is a healer. Now, Pastor Rich, I want to talk to you about any particular scriptures during this time that you've clung to that you can share with everyone that's really helped you during this time to have hope, to have peace, to have joy. What have you been reading? What have you been clinging to in this time? Yeah. Oh, wow. There's um, there's a passage in Romans uh, chapter 12, um, verse 12, that's actually been been encouraging me right now and it, it says that uh, we are to remain joyful and prayerful and patient and so as Paul was encouraging the church uh, there he he told him listen this is this is how you make it through be joyful in hope be patient in affliction and faithful in prayer um, and so that's been encouraging me right now. Um, and if you think about it in the reverse, the reverse order, to be faithful in prayer. Um, man, you know, we, we went into this season, nobody thought that we would be here a month, two, maybe three months down the road and still dealing with this. We thought a couple days. I mean, I, meant, I initially thought, oh, yeah, this will pass in a week or so. Oh, yeah. Get this together. No. It's been multiple weeks, and there's, it's doing something to our stamina and our endurance. Will we endure in prayer? Being faithful in prayer doesn't mean that we're going to get the answer that maybe we, we want to get. It doesn't mean that we're going to get the result that we want to get. Being faithful in prayer means you be faithful to pray, Come on. regardless of the outcome. And so being faithful and fervent in our prayers right now is what the season is, again, allowing us to, to develop. Um, but not only that, it's also developing patience. Uh, we don't have a lot of patience um, these days. We don't like waiting on the phone, um, being put on hold. We don't like standing in lines at the grocery store. Come on. <laughs> but most of life is spent waiting. Most of our lives from one moment to the next is spent waiting and how we wait will develop the weight gain that God wants us to have. Sure. So I think a lot of people right now, right? Yeah, they, they got COVID-19 going on and there was this thing, uh, you know, if you went to college, they would call it the freshman 15 where you gain 15 pounds because now you got all this food at your fingertips. Some people are gaining the COVID-19 as you oh. alluded to earlier, uh, the weight is being put on, but the kind of weight God wants us to put on is not LBs, not, not physical poundage. It's patient weight. God wants us to gain 
weight, W-A-I-T, during this wow. season. He wants us to gain a perspective where we know how to wait and persevere through all kinds of challenges, all kinds of trials, because in the end, it will lead to our maturity. That's what James says. We're to count it all joy when we enter into trials mm -hmm. of all kinds, because it will produce a maturity in us where we will not want for anything, because we will get everything. And anybody who works out, if you work out in the gym, you understand that your weight gain doesn't come from the time that you are actually putting in the work. It comes in the time after you put in the work. Come on. And so our biggest weight gain is going to happen in our lives after this season, not even during the season. It's not during the season. It's after the season. What you put into this season, you will see the results of it after this season. Whoa. Sure, you're going to see some things, but you're not going to see the maximized opportunities until after the season. That's why we can't give up hope while we're in the midst of the struggle. That's why we can't, we can't give up our peace while we're in the midst of the struggle, because the benefits and the growth come after the struggle, not during the struggle. Come on. Time. Hallelujah. Jesus. I feel this spirit and I'm like, I don't even know where to begin. Wow. I mean, that's all I can say is wow. Glory to God. Listen, I'm not about to dress the LBs right now. In town. <laughs> don't shoot. I'm not going there right now. Uh, but I will address the way the W-A-I-T. Now that yeah. I will address. Um, uh, I, uh, yeah, I completely agree with that. Listen, you hit right on all cylinders because really the truth is, and people of God, you know, this is just the truth. Um, the Bible says, and then you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. We have to be set free in this. And the truth is, is that a lot of people are gaining the LBs and not the W-A-I-T. And so we need to be mm -hmm. um, gaining the weight Oh, that's so good. The weight in patience, the weight in hope, the weight in faithfulness. Like we need to be, we should be fat in the fruits of the spirit yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. and overflowing with that joy that you spoke so, so wonderfully of. Mm. I love that. Um, mm. And what you said, we are sowing in this season for after this. Come on, somebody. We're, God is getting us prepared. And I talked about this in my sermon the character development happens during times of transition. Mm. Pastor Rich, and when we're in these seasons, God is developing a character in us that's going to sustain us in the next season. Mm -hmm. See, in the next season, we're going to need to know how to W-A-I-T in that mm -hmm. next season. And I've been mm -hmm. encouraging everybody to win in the next season. Um, and starting right now, because you can win right now and then in the next season. And the win stands for w uh, the win stands for what's important now pastor rich mm -hmm. i want people to begin to think about what is important now i really believe that god is causing us to and wants us to think about what are the most important things now we're so focused and i said this we can be so focused on getting out that we forget to let god in and we forget to let each other in mm -hmm. because we're trying to get out so bad but god is saying don't try so hard to get out let me in with as yeah. much 
yeah. you know, anxiety as you're having, trying to get back out, you don't see that God wants to come in right where you are and, mm -hmm. and the people around you, letting them in. You know, there's yeah. some walls that need to come down in marriages. There's some strongholds yeah. that need to come down. There's some, yeah. there's some walls that, and barriers that need to come down with us and our children. Mm -hmm. And so you talked about that and it, it's, you, you spoke so beautifully on it. We need to gain the weight, the W-A-I-T. And while you are gaining the weight, I want you to develop a win mentality. What's important now? We're not promised tomorrow. What's important right now today is to get into the presence of God. Like you said, be faithful in prayer. Focus on him, shift. God, what do you want to say to me to, for me to get prepared for the after this? And mm -hmm. that is so important. So I want to ask you this next question. How can, how can we prepare ourselves as the body of Christ for the after this? Obviously, we talked about uh, gaining the weight, the W-A-I-T, the patience, the virtues, the, the, the fruit of the spirit. I talked about the win uh, uh, mentality. What's important now? What else can people do to prepare for the after this, Pastor Rich? Um, you know, I'm really concerned, you know, right now about people protecting um, their minds and heart from, from worldliness. Mm, um, man, there is such an attack, I think, you know, on, on the church. Um, and some of that attack, you know, is by making certain churches to be an example, right? Uh, hey, if you're still meeting in public, man, you there is all kinds of vitriol attack that's just coming against you. And pastors are making very challenging decisions, um, as is every industry making challenging decisions. Um, no one's attacking the grocery store for still being open where people aren't practicing six feet of distance or everybody's wearing a mask. But if a church has a prayer meeting, they're attacking the church and, and, and holding the church now uh, accountable for spreading the virus or not being protective, you know, for others against the virus. And I just think, man, that is really, really troublesome. So I think the church needs to stay guarded up, you know, and, and protected mentally and spiritually. And individuals need to do that as well. This is, uh, it, it's like a wartime mentality. When people had a wartime mentality, uh, they, they thought, just like you articulated, what's important right now? They thought, what is most essential right now? And I hope that we can hold on to these essentials because when we come out, we're going to still need those essentials. They, the, the essentials don't change. That's why they're called essential. essentials. Yeah. They're still going <laughs> right? to be essential after this, but everything is not essential right now, that after this, it won't be essential then either. Some folks are just so in a hurry to get through this thing that they're not allowing the time to develop those new habits and for those essentials to really take root in their lives. Wow, that's so good and it's so, so, so true. I'm just writing things down. Um, wow, you're, you're so right. You know, what we need to do to prepare for after this was essential before this. Mm. 
The essentials have not changed, but we can grow and we can mature. So we don't have to be the same after this. We can be better. And that's, that's the goal. We can be better. We can be, I've been encouraging people to, I've been saying, listen, let's spread a love demic. I mean, if we, if this can go global, certainly the love of Christ can, you know, as, as God has always intended for the church to bless all the yes. families of the earth, we yeah. can, we can love one another and that can spread. Let's infect yeah. that. Can mm -hmm. we infect the, the, the virtues, the, the uh, you know, the fruits of the spirit? We can do that because the spirit that is within us, greater is he that is in you and me than he that is in this world. I love what you said about worldliness because we have to be so careful because we can come out of this if we're not careful people of God. And I hope everybody is really receiving what Pastor Rich and I are saying. We can come out of this with a more carnal mentality if we're not careful we can develop habits in this time that can carry over after this but we have to be very careful with protecting as you said protecting our mind protecting our emotion listen people of God, we still have got to be governing what we're watching, okay? We can't just turn on Netflix and say, let me just, you know, watch any old thing, and we just can't do any anything. We need to guard, guard our spirits. We need to mm -hmm. guard our heart. The Bible says guard, to guard our heart because everything that we do flows from it. We got to guard our heart. We have to guard our spirit and um, from worldliness. And I want to talk about something else that's very important, and that is money. Now, money is something that we all need. God knows that. It's not to be an idol. It's not to be worshipped. But God knows that we need money, and he provides it with um, to us. Now, I talked about this because I think this is so essential, because a lot of people are not taught how to properly manage their money. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people right now are seeing that their habits and the ways that they manage money are being exposed. Mm -hmm. We've got to be careful with managing our money. That does not mean that we don't tithe. If anything, in this season, I feel like in a dry season, a barren season, a famine season, you give more. I mean, I've been giving above, I've been giving above tithes. You know, I mean, mm -hmm. I feel like you put, listen, a seed in your hand is just a seed, but when it goes when it goes in the ground, it can sprout up a harvest. It's only going to sprout up a harvest when it's in the ground, yeah. not when it's in your hand. So we still, the Bible says that God loves a cheerful giver. So mm -hmm. we want to give cheerfully. We want mm -hmm. to give cheerfully. We don't want to hold on, but we want to be good stewards of our money. I think that good budgeting habits, good saving habits is something that we should develop right now for the after this. Mm -hmm. I think God is exposing where we are financially. He's also exposing where we are mentally, emotionally, even different things that trigger us that we didn't know could trigger us before um, that you spoke about. Different things are being exposed. We have to be very careful with also how we're managing our money so that we can be prepared for the after this. In the after this, I believe God wants us to live in abundance. I don't believe God wants us to live in lack. Jesus said, I have come that you might have life and have it more abundantly in John 10, 10. We don't have to live without, but we have to be good stewards of what God has given us because 
If you are faithful with few, he will make you the ruler over many. When we're faithful over the few things. So we need God to trust us if we want more. And sometimes we come to God, we say, we want more. We want more. We want a bigger this. We want a bigger that. But there's some development that needs to take place in us before God can entrust us with more. So let's be faithful over the few things. And in that giving um, and in that uh, stewardship, in that budgeting, God can entrust us with more. What do you think about money? Because, you know, people, money is obviously being exposed right now as most people are furloughed and still on unemployment. And a lot of people are in lack right now. What what would you say to that, Pastor Rich? Yeah, I think that um, a majority of people uh, are living paycheck to paycheck. Um, yes. Most people, regardless of what tax bracket you find yourself in, whether it's a low income tax bracket, a medium income tax bracket, even a high income tax bracket, people are living paycheck to paycheck and they're living off of credit. That's good. Um, and neither of which leads to a healthy financial life. So if you're living paycheck to paycheck, that's not going to lead to a healthy financial life. If you're living off of credit, that's not going to lead to a healthy financial life either. One of the things that ought to have slowed down, and again, about what's essential during this time, is that you shouldn't be spending money on all the things that you were spending money on before. I mean, really, if you find yourself still shopping for clothes, how many outfits do you need in a COVID-19 time you know, of your life? You know what I'm saying? Listen, uh, th that new pair of Jordans ain't getting it. Ain't nobody even going to see that new pair of Jordans, okay? You know, that, that, that new jewelry... Listen, people don't really get folks to just show it. They're just happy to see you on screen. Come on. And so the es essential things in our budget ought to also be coming aware to our senses at a greater degree right now than perhaps before COVID-19. So we ought to be having a better idea of how we are living healthy in our financial lives right now, again, that can be sustained when we come through this. We should, once we come through this, it shouldn't be like, all right, let's go spend money. Like, wait a minute, we already decided these things weren't essential and these things were. So let's do less of those things that are not essential and more of the things that are essential. Uh, the other thing I think is exposing, you know, right now for us is, um, is a lack of generosity. So mm -hmm. when we go through crisis situations, immediately we start to think about ourselves. When we're not supposed to think about ourselves, even in a crisis time, that's the time for us to be generous with our resources. Uh, the Apostle Paul, when he was visiting churches, he raised up the church in Macedonia, which was uh, an impoverished community of people and yet they were the biggest givers, not because they had more money, but because they had a greater perspective that God will take care of them and that generosity is something that God will reward. So it's not a season for us to, to, to store up and shelter. It really is a continued season for us to be genu uh, generous with our resources and bless others. When we are generous with our resources, it reminds others about how generous God is with God's resources on our behalf. And so I pray for the church to, to be generous. I pray for individuals to maintain generosity during the season. Um, it, it's like the, the person who was given 
uh, one talent and say, you know what, all I got is a little bit. I'm gonna bury it because I don't want to lose it. I don't want to. I don't want to risk, you know, making a wrong decision. Like, yeah. nope. The pros, the process of a kingdom mentality is always to release and is always to be generous. That's the way God is. God is always generous, even in times of crisis. Wow, that's so good. Amen, amen, and hallelujah. I thought of another win. I have the W-I-N, what's important now. And then when you spoke, I thought of another win, W-E-N, what's essential now. So mm -hmm. I want everybody to write that down, both wins, what's important now, what's essential now. That is how you get prepared for the after this, by thinking about what's important now, what's essential now, mm. right now. Um, I love what you said. We, we need to be generous. We cannot, let's not go into uh, the next season uh, selfish. Let's not go into it thinking about ourselves. The kingdom of God is all about sharing. It's all about giving. It's all about stewardship. It's all about um, of servanthood. Mm. And so we need to serve and uh, we need to be generous givers as well. Um, and then we need to be good stewards of what God has given us. Now, Pastor Rich, I want to talk about this because there's somebody out there that's struggling right now. And they are, you know, they're, in, they're filled with anxiety. They're filled with panic, depressed. They are struggling in their emotions and in their mind and maybe in their marriage, maybe with their children, all of the above. The, the storms of life are raging for different people in different areas. I want you to speak to that storm and I want you to encourage someone today that needs to hear a word from God of encouragement. Yeah, um, Matthew eleven twenty eight through 30 is another passage of scripture that has been encouraging for me. And it's Jesus talking and he says, come to me, all you who are weary and who are burdened, and I will give you rest. The message translation says, are you worn out on religion? Whoa. Are you tired? Come to me. And so this is not a time for us to, 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 to lean on religion, Come on, but it Pastor. is a time for us to lean into relationship. Come on, Pastor Richard. And so lean into the relationship with Jesus Christ. Religion can only take you so far. Mm -hmm. And it's going to take you to the point where you get worn out and tired. tired. Religion does that to you. Don't think about a relationship with God through the lens of religion. Think about a relationship with God through the lens of Jesus Christ's relationship. Yeah. He says, come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. And then when he says, take my yoke upon you and learn from me, that's the image of two oxen, an old one and a young one, who are literally yoked together. The young one takes its lead from the older one. The young one tries to speed ahead, tries to get ahead, but the old one says, slow down, slow down, young one. Learn my pace and you won't wear yourself out. So not only is religion wearing some people out, sometimes we are wearing ourselves out by chasing things that end into emptiness. Wow. God, you chase God, you won't end into emptiness. You end up with a reward, <laughs> with room that you don't have enough to receive. Uh, so God wants you to be yoked up, you know, with Jesus. And my prayer is that 
man, we don't burn out on religion, that we don't burn ourselves out by chasing things that don't matter in this season, but that we would really link up with Jesus who says, come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Wow, so powerful, glory to God. Listen, you said something right there, and I'm so happy that you did because this is kingdom revelation, and I want to share with all of you before we end this show what God has revealed to me and what I see in the spirit, what God, when, when I sit before the Lord and I'm praying and I am reading the word and just the revelation, the vision that God has given me is that the church in this in this next season is going to be more transparent is going to be more less religious than it's ever been i believe that people are really 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 tired of religion i really do i believe that people are growing even more increasingly tired of it um relationship is going to be um, the direction of the church. It's knowing God. It's not just knowing of God. No, it's not just knowing about God. It's knowing him. And what you're encouraging people to do is to know God because that is essential. What's essential now? The, the when? Knowing God. To know God, to get intimate with him. And that is the most important thing. And to come to him everybody who's weary and heavy laden because he will give us rest he's promised us that and he always does he there's never been a time when i've ever gone to god and i was heavy that i have not left with his yoke of peace now you have to take that upon you you have to receive Mm -hmm. it um, because Mm -hmm. sometimes you can be heavy and you can pray and you can still be heavy but that's Mm -hmm. because sometimes that shift is not happening. Mm-hmm. That that exchange is not taking place. You give him something, you take something. Yeah. I'm giving you this in exchange for this. I'm not giving you this. In, okay, well, thank you, Lord. Uh, let me take that back. I got to go. We got to give it to him and take what he's promised to give to us that's lighter than the burden that we're carrying. So I thank you for that. Now, on a lighter note, before we end the show, Pastor Rich, what have you and what are some things that you and your family have been doing because this obviously we have a lot of time so what's some fun things that you guys been doing during this uh stay at home time in quarantine oh uh, we've been um we've been hiking getting outdoors uh we, we like to get outdoors and and to hike and actually we found a trail right behind our neighborhood that we have never known uh for the 15 years that we lived here uh, but our kids were out doing some exploring one day and they saw something that looked like a trail and started to go walk back there and then said, you know, hey, mom, dad, come check out what we found. Uh, so we all went back there and we've been on a couple hikes now and have taken some other people back there. Um, I love movie night. And so, you know, I, I like to expose my kids to some of the movies that I grew up on uh, within reason, you know, of course. Uh, we have yet to see Groundhog Day because that's kind of what we feel like we're in right now. <laughs> Repeating the same day over and over again, but it's on the list. Uh, so watching those movies. Um, we've also done some devotions together. Um, there's a Bible app called YouVersion, um, and the YouVersion Bible app comes with uh, devotionals that you can sign up for, five-day devotionals to 365-day uh, devotionals. Um, and we're doing a devotional together as the family. So during our family dinner time, you know, we'll pull out the devotional and do some of those together. 
we've also been doing puzzles. So we do a you know 500 uh, puzzle piece and a thousand puzzle piece, and you know put those together. So really enjoying that time uh, together. Um, and then finally, my wife and I were able to get away for a couple of days in a cabin uh, in the woods um, and just to be together again to do some of that hiking that we love and and to read some books. So read a couple books while we were away, um, you know, for a few days. So those those are some of the fun things, you know, that we've been doing, um, you know, to to pass the time. Wow. Well, that sounds awesome. Listen. I love the hiking. I love everything that you guys are doing. I think that nature, I mean, really just appreciating God's earth right now. I mean, when we go out and just to appreciate life, to appreciate this beautiful earth that God has given to us when we can go out, I, it's such a blessing. Prayerfully, we'll all appreciate our surroundings, our, our you know, the, the good things that God has placed here for us to admire, for us to enjoy, and for, mm -hmm. to be a blessing. I think that that's such a beautiful thing. Listen, my husband has just returned back to work, but before that, sis was winning, okay? I was getting breakfast in bed. I was, oh. <laughs> I listen, I was having me a good time. Me and my husband were having us a good time. You know, there's been some, there was some adjustments because my husband works a lot. So mm. whenever somebody works a lot and then they're home, it always changes and shifts the environment a bit. But that's a good thing because it needed to be shifted it needed to be we need to all make room for each other and get in each other's space sometimes because we need to treasure our the gift of time is one of the greatest gifts that god has given us and we need to treasure that time together so me him the baby we read our word we worship i'm a worshiper so we go ahead and worship we read our word we we we've been doing communion We've been having a blessed time as a family, mm. and I'm, I'm very grateful to God so for this time. So, yeah. Pastor Rich, now, Pastor Rich can sing, everybody. And so, Pastor Rich, yeah, go ahead and get your water. I'm going to go ahead and get me some. Uh, <laughs> because Pastor Rich can sing. And before we close out the show, I would like you to bless everyone with that amazing voice that you have and sing, because he lives, we're just going to sing the chorus. I'm going to lead you in a little bit, and then I'm going to let you take it away. All right. <laughs> okay. And life is worth the living just because he lives. Because he lives. I can face tomorrow because he lives. All fear is gone because I know he holds the future and life is worth the living just because he lives wow i mean i'm just like glory to god Ooh, that was i think the words of that song are so powerful um because he lives no no other religion claims 
that it's God and deity is alive. Some talk about being reincarnated. We're not talking about reincarnation into something else. We're talking about uh, as he was before, he is now. And actually, in our Christology, he is from before everlasting. He is alive. He is alive. And because he's alive, I can face tomorrow, whatever tomorrow brings. Whatever. Because he lives, all fear is gone. Yes, God. Because I know who holds the future. It makes life today all the more worth living Come on. because he lives. I mean, the words are powerful in that song. Jesus. Hallelujah, God. Bless the name of Jesus. I want to thank you for being on the show today, Pastor Rich, because you've brought such a refreshing and such insight. You've given us all so much to consider, to consider, and so much to look forward to, so much to, to keep in mind when we are going through our daily lives, our daily struggles. Through, through this time of this um, coronavirus. And after this, we've gotten some, some tools that are going to prepare us for the after this. You guys, I don't want you to uh, miss what Pastor Rich has said. You know, the coronavirus has exposed us. He talked about the waiting on God, the W-A-I-T, wait to grow in that weight of patience and those virtues and endurance and that we need to run the race. And not only in those LBs, woo, come on. Now yeah. I wasn't gonna talk about that and I'm still not. And then the win that I wrote down that he that he's talked about, he talked about essential. And in his win that I put the W-E-N, what's essential now? And I have the W-I-N, what's important now? So I tell you what, we've been prepared. We talked about money and, and good stewardship and getting prepared for the after this. So you have been equipped, you have been encouraged, and I pray that you receive it and that you will just trust God in this time and after this. Pastor Rich, thank you so much. I also want to tell you guys, Pastor Rich is on YouTube at 10 a.m. Um, and Facebook Live um, every Sunday. Also on Wednesday, he is going to be doing a live prayer at 1230 p.m. on YouTube, and then at, I believe, 8 p.m., or is it 7.30? 8 p.m. Mm -hmm. 8 p.m. also on um, on YouTube for a live mm -hmm. prayer. So I don't want you to miss catching up with Pastor Rich, staying up with Sanctuary Church in Columbus, Ohio, because mm -hmm. as you can hear, he is anointed and appointed by God. Pastor Rich, thank you so much for thank being such so a much. blessing. Yeah, God bless you. Thank you so much. You all take care and I'll talk to you next time on Get Spiritually Fit. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.